0: Welcome to Afternoon Delight, an ongoing conversation about branding, leadership, and most importantly, love. I'm Jay Rendon in San Francisco, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Solomon in New
1: York City. Eric, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jay. How, well, I mean, I, I hesitate to ask, but how is everything going? you know,
0: we have to date been not very focused on um, ever talking about current events or things that are happening out in the world. On purpose. On purpose. But it's hard now to not acknowledge not only what we're going through, but what everybody is going through around the world with the COVID pandemic. And so, yeah, when you ask a question like, how are you? It's a bit of a loaded question, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess before it was a automatic response, right? Fine. How are you? And what's really changing is that now I feel like people really want to know. And so, yeah, so I'm doing okay, is what I'll say, is I'm grateful for a lot of things hanging in there. I'm healthy. I'd very much like to get outside. But other than that, I guess uh, I can say I'm doing okay. And how are you?
0: Yeah, uh, similar. The psychological part of it, the emotional part of it, the intellectual part of it, physical part of it all of it together is is very uh, very difficult worrying about not just trying to keep everyone healthy but you know the impact on society on the economy uh, everything just feels and on my
1: my personal paycheck yeah on yeah. top of it yeah
0: both of ours yeah it uh, it is is definitely interesting times in fact we were just talking about how I think this is a fairly unique situation in human history, where we're all experiencing something together that we don't really have context for, sort of global context for, and a big part of that is not knowing when the light at the end of the tunnel is going to appear. You know, we don't we've we've heard different ideas of of timeframes, but um, I think we all have a general sense of. Uh, that we don't really know and um i think that's that makes it that much more difficult it's it's one thing to be told you can't go out for 2 weeks but not to know how long this is going to last and and what life's going to be like in the interim and, and afterwards makes things a little bit
1: harder yeah and i'd say you know from my perspective living in what is now the global epicenter of this pandemic uh here in new york city there's just a an amped up level of, is this city, the infrastructure there to be able to handle it? And the answer looks astonishingly like no, which yeah. is the question is just, what does that mean for all of us? And so yeah. that is the context for which we're tackling an afternoon delight, which we might brand a afternoon semi-delight for this one. But um, let's not break with protocol. I mean, it feels like there's no better time for non sequitur. Absolutely. But maybe it's still a sequitur.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling that uh, nowadays we're all so hyper aware of what we're going through that everything comes loaded with extra meaning. And this is definitely a, a sequitur in the sense that it is something that was informed by what we're all going through. Although it was a recommendation that I had before all of this went down, now it just has a more meaningful context. And it's, it's an ask I posted on social media last week that upon hearing that we're all apparently going to be given uh, a check by the government to try and, uh, you know, to help everyone out during these uncertain times. And I on social media, I posted that people obviously spend that however they see fit. But a suggestion I had was to spend it on a local business, Uh, whatever that means to you wherever you live. Local businesses, small businesses, mom and pop shops are being hit very hard Many of them don't have any sort of safety net, um, and operate on very slim margins. And I know I live in it, in a, working-class neighborhood uh, where there are a lot of those, and uh, yeah. I, I know that um, they're struggling. And and so my suggestion was to try and spend that as close to your home as possible to try and uh, help those people out. So that, that was something I'd posted, and it got a lot of positive response. And I sort of combined that with an idea, something I'd come across a few months ago, which was the story of a small business in the town of Marfa, Texas. Marfa is a, a tiny little village in West Texas and kind of the middle of nowhere that is somewhat famous. It's appeared in a number of movies and TV shows. Uh, really, it's famous for having a really thriving art community in a, the most unlikely of places, perhaps. I've never been, but I I know a lot about it. I've read about it. And anyway, I, I happened upon the story of – the town newspaper, which was called The Sentinel, which, like most newspapers, was struggling to stay afloat. And the newspaper was bought by a couple transplants from New York City that, in an effort to keep the doors open on the newspaper, decided to diversify the business. And so they moved into a former funeral home what? They continue. Yeah, it gets better. They moved into a former funeral home, where they opened the newspaper in the back, and then up front they opened a bar. <laughs> and so, if you go to Marfa, Texas, now, uh, you can get a cocktail, and probably not hear the typewriter's clicking in the background. That's just in my imagination, but but know that you're not only supporting. Uh, a local food establishment or drinking establishment, but also a local newspaper and i what I loved about that story i mean first off the the photographs um the the place from a design standpoint just looks amazing, and the food looks really good and all that It's a great story, but it also shows kind of the ingenuity the uh necessity is the mother of inventionness of what small businesses need to do to survive nowadays. Whether that's in West Texas or New York City or San Francisco and all points in between, and I love that story just because I love newspapers, I love bars, I love small towns, I love small businesses. So I thought my non sequitur, boy, which this was a really long setup for, was you know to go out and support your your local small businesses, and then maybe once we all work our way through this, we can all meet up and marfa for for a cocktail and and a reading of the local paper
1: i 'm so down, and hopefully not a funeral um, <laughs> although that 's what a what a story um, I love that I think the whole idea of you know, of being ingenious and being inventive in a time like this couldn 't come along better and you 're asked to support a local business. Uh, our downstairs neighbors here own a local wine shop and so i'm so happy to support them I bet. during this time yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm ready to do it you know so i think again you know that that is a, a perfect segue meaningful or not on just what it is that people are doing from both a consumer perspective and a brand perspective right now to handle something that is just so ambiguous, so uncertain, where nobody has the answers and nobody really knows what they're doing. And we're seeing a lot of different responses right now. And I just thought it would be a good use of our time to kind of go back and forth a little bit and say, what are we seeing? What's working? What isn't working? What would we do? And what are we doing to get through this?
0: You know, as, as I was saying earlier, we are in uncharted waters. And in the meetings that um, in the, over the last two, three weeks that we've had with clients and, and talking about things that they're doing, plans that they have already made, events, uh, activities that they've had to cancel. They know they too are needing to keep the lights on and, and need to, to keep moving forward. But how do you do that in a way that feels true to the temperature of, of what everyone's going through, but you know, still keeps the lights on? And how, how do you carry yourself? What do you say? What do you not say? What do you acknowledge? And how does all that reflect on your brand. All questions that we're having to field and discuss with our clients, but
1: we're also thinking about these things internally as well. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's an interesting balance right now because we've spoken about, and and others have too, that places like Facebook and other social media platforms, or even in real life when you pass people on the street standing six feet apart, of course, that the world is feeling a little bit more empathetic right now. And that People are looking at each other and locking into a global discourse where we're all thinking roughly the same things and having roughly the same conversations about how this global pandemic is going to affect us and and when is it going to be over and is it going to be over? At the same time, I'm getting mixed messages out there from brands. Found a post the other day that a friend of mine threw up from a brand that I won't mention that just said... Keep calm and carry on. 25% off site wide. Yeah. And I just it took me a minute and just looking at it and being like, that doesn't seem empathetic at all in this time. And it seems like there's a disconnect going on right now. So a couple of things. Are people being more empathetic? And then where do brands play into this?
0: You know, you and I both had that feeling separately. And and I've had it certainly online, seeing people Try and be more empathetic towards each other, more than normal in any case. And even just taking walks in my neighborhood the other day as, as we were walking down the block, my son and I, a woman who was six feet away uh, <laughs> at least, um, just kind of looked up at us and said, how are you guys doing? Um, Which uh, I hadn't really experienced that since… I mean, really only two times in my life, uh, one was after the 89 earthquake. Um, and then the other was after 9 11. And I think it is a reflection of people recognizing that we're all going through something and an instinct to, if not take care of each other, um, think about others. And that is nice. I hope that it has some long lasting effects, you know, large, um, events in human history often have interesting ripple effects that change how people relate to technology, to each other, to other events. And I'd like to believe that at least online, this is going to make us a bit more sophisticated and hopefully a bit more adult in terms of how we communicate with each other. And But well, I guess time will tell.
1: Yeah, it's sort of the great promise of what social media was always supposed to do, which was to make us more connected, not less connected. And it seems like it was trending to some extent in the opposite direction. And one unintended artifact of all of this is that maybe, maybe this is going to get us on a track of of using technology to really connect us in a much more, as you say, sophisticated and adult way. I think at the same time, then you put the lens on the brands Is I don't know about you, but Over the past couple of weeks, I've gotten emails from brands that I haven't had interactions with in six or seven years telling me how they're handling COVID-19 as if this is a dialogue we've been having as opposed to a monologue where they just want to share with me what they're doing, which just speaks to me of a mass confusion of how to handle this from a brand perspective. Yeah,
0: yeah. Part of me, and, and perhaps this is just a reflection of me feeling like I'm seeing a lot more empathy out in the world and sort of wanting to project that out. Part of me feels like cutting some brand, some slack because we are in uncharted territories and saying, okay, mm. the, the ones that are just reaching out to acknowledge what we're all going through, um, okay, fine. But I do agree, the ones that seem to be trying to profit off of what we're all going through in in really transparent ways that does seem like a different thing.
1: I think the the point about cutting brand slack, that's a great great suggestion. I think it's very easy to be hard on everybody right now. When you're right, nobody has an idea of really what the right way to respond to this is except for maybe some health professionals. But from a brand's perspective, what are they supposed to do? And I guess that's really where I'd want to focus our conversation is, okay, if I'm the owner of a brand or a startup or even a big company, what do I do right now? And how would I handle this? What are some guiding principles? And I would fully admit, I have no answers, just thoughts.
0: Events like this, whether at a organizational level or whether at a personal level, one thing historically that seems to be true. Whether we're talking about pandemics or a war or a huge natural disaster, if you take the long view, they tend to amplify. And so when thinking about how brands should respond, what you're seeing initially is an amplification of what is already there. First and foremost, there's probably a lot of anxiety. We're all feeling anxious about what we're going through. And I think a lot of brands are unsophisticated, uncertain, mm. and that too gets amplified, we suddenly become hypersensitive to you know the kinds of emails you're, you're talking about. I think about how um, if I'd gotten emails from a lot of those companies under different circumstances, I, I just delete them without even giving them a second thought. And now I'm suddenly paying more attention to them so that my awareness is amplified. And a challenge is always to for a brand to try and be conscious about the Actions that they're putting out into the world mm-hmm. is to ask: Is this true to who we are? Is this true to the values that we uphold, to the brand that we've tried to put out into the world and to, to share with others? A lot of the behavior you're seeing now goes against that, and it again it comes from that anxiety. And so, you know, I think the first and foremost thing is to take stock and. Th- Uh, remind yourself uh, what the brand that you represent, uh, what does it stand for? I think it's important to remind yourself of that and then let that be your first guide in terms
1: of reaching out to others. That's great advice. I think that it requires, of course, an organization to understand who they are and to understand that why at a pretty deep level. You know, not all organizations have that that compass. So it's interesting because I think that's you're starting to see a separation there. There's organizations that know themselves very well that are putting out communications that feel transparent and authentic and true to who they are. And then maybe other ones that are going a little bit more off path. It goes back to that not truly understanding who they are at their core. It's a hypothesis, but I wonder, what do you think? What you just said reminds me of something
0: I saw. I think it was last week. Someone had posted a video that's been shared quite a bit. On the surface, it was the type of communication you talked about, although it was a video and it was a message from the CEO and it came from Marriott Corporation. And, you know, on paper, uh, it was the kind of, Hey, we're all going through something together and we're going to, you know, make it through and we'll be here and sort of reasserting its grand values, there was an authenticity to this that made it stick out from others. Now, part of it was the CEO starts off by acknowledging the fact that I guess he's been going through cancer treatments. He's bald in the video and he says, my appearance may come as a shock to some of you. He sort of quickly moves off of that, but then goes off to talk about the uh, the, the company and, and the measures that they're taking. And as you know, the hospitality industries has been and will continue to take a big hit. And the net of this was that it just came off as really authentic. He was obviously really moved, I'm sure, not just by what he's going through personally, but what the company that he's leading is, is coming through. And it made me feel uh, something about the Marriott brand that I haven't felt before, which is I felt that it was an organization that really sort of understood uh, what its brand was about it wasn't doing it in a conscious way, which adds to its authenticity. And I think that in his case, I, I, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. Perhaps what he was going through gave him a little bit of cl- him and his team a little bit of clarity in terms of what to say and how to say it and how to be really upfront about it. And as I saw that, I was just like, wow, that, what struck me was the clarity, the clarity of a vision of purpose of, of what they felt their role was in this time and, and how to respond to the people. And I think that that's part of what I was saying before taking stock is an, an effort to arrive at some clarity of like, what are we really trying to do here? And oftentimes when we go through situations like this, I think the brand's instinct is we got to get out there and say something. We got to put message out in the world and that drive for efficiency as is often the case comes at the expense of effectiveness. And now is a good time to sort of take a step back. Nobody is waiting for your email. Nobody is waiting for your video and figure out who are we, what do we care about? And if we want to reassure people
1: Um, How do we do it in a way that is authentic to who we've always been? Unsurprisingly, I am on exactly the same page. I think that's critical. It's, It's interesting because a big part or a big thread that comes through that, even for a brand that is working through who they are, is this idea of transparency. This idea, more than ever, to stand up and say, you know what, we're not perfect. We've never been perfect. This time is imperfect, but here are the attempts we're trying to do to take care of our employees, our customers, and our business. And that to me seems like a really smart approach from brands. I have bigger questions about brands that aren't doing so much communication, but are rather providing the infrastructure and the service for the world, so like the Amazons of the world. And what are they doing in terms of Taking care of their employees and what are they doing to ensure safety in a time of uncertainty? And you're hearing a lot less about that, or at least I am. So I, I'd love your thoughts also on sort of brands that are not, are not just doing communication, but the whole treatment of an organization. What do you do in a time like this?
0: Yeah, you know, and Amazon has come under a little bit of heat yeah. lately because of you know, I guess there was, and and, and I don't know too much about it, but it, from my understanding is. There was communication about um, asking people to. Uh, I think they're trying to set up a fund for their warehouse workers, and of course, you know, Amazon is owned largely by uh, the world's richest man, and and the optics of them asking for us to support their workers was not great. Yeah, and again, I'll I'll cut them a little bit of slack in terms of someone just didn't think that through in in the heat of the moment, but. What I haven't seen from them is any acknowledgement or response of that. And, um, oftentimes in a strive to put on a perfect face to the world, what we do as individuals and what brands do as, as constructs of an organization is we strip away what is specific and true in, in an effort to be perfect and polished. That was an opportunity, I think, for Maybe not Jeff Bezos, but why not him to sort of step forward and acknowledge a misstep Mm -hmm. and try and rectify it, even at just a brand level. Forget the business practice and how we may or may not feel about that. But that was certainly an opportunity for them to come forward and, and try and address an issue. I'm not surprised that he didn't. It doesn't really strike me as that type of person, you know. Not not everyone is, but uh, I think there there was a, a missed opportunity there to to try and write the ship. Now, to what extent is that going to hurt their brand and their business? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure but i think the the question is more of from the long term how does this impact uh, how we think about the organization and and we always talk about how a brand is most important when the business is at risk not when things are going
1: well and
0: you know people have long memories for this sorts of thing
1: no they do and it's uh i'm certainly from a finance perspective not concerned about the amazons of the world they're no. going to be just fine but it's been Interesting to see the surge of unexpected winners as brands, as part of this global trauma, Uh, places like Zoom that are now hiring people like crazy because everybody is, of course, video conferencing. And you you can go on and on. But I, I think advice on understanding who you are as a brand, confronting that with authenticity and transparency, even in places where it's uncomfortable to do it, but having it be meaningful that way. And then really putting the focus uh, where it matters are all great pieces for people to take forward, whether we're in the midst of a crisis or not. It's especially true now, but it's true always. So maybe amplifying more of what we always say, but to do so with a, a more finely tuned ear right now. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, that's easier to do if you don't feel you have to do it by 2 p.m. this afternoon. Yes. Yes. Give yourself some time to think and reflect. As I said, no one is waiting for your email, for your communication from from your organization with bated breath. Be thoughtful at all times, but certainly more so um, as we're all going through these difficult situations.
1: I think that's true on a personal front as well. And it's a good reminder to be intentional about what we're putting out there in the world as people. This has been a valuable use of time for me and I hope it has for, for everyone else.
0: Yeah. And we just say that we hope that everyone is staying healthy and sane as we are all isolated. I think one thing that has been true is there's a sense of we're all isolated together. Mm. Um, right now I think it's a great time to reach out to folks, send texts, send emails, call even people you haven't reached out to in a while just to check in. It's important to feel connected when we have lost the ability to be in the same room as other other people so
1: i've been uh, enjoying my virtual happy hours a little too much maybe so uh, <laughs> but well earned and uh, well said thank you jay all right eric well take care and we'll
0: talk soon this has been jay rendon and eric solomon for afternoon delight inovio brandcast if listening to us has been indeed a delight Please subscribe, review, and rate us on whatever podcast platform you're partial to. To make a connection, give us feedback, ask a question, even just say hi, you can email us at pod at novio.com, visit us at novio.com slash Afternoon Delight, or find us on Twitter at Afternooner. Thanks so much for listening.